am I on? Thank you, Zach and the Bellevue Boys. Is that a good, is that a good name for you guys? The Bellevue Boys, thank you, thank you. Excellent. And Evan, thank you for the song. Thank you for the song. I, that song portrays the Christian life from the very beginning. Come to Jesus, and then sing to Jesus, and then fall on Jesus. When you walk and then cry to Jesus. It says dance to Jesus. But in the church that I grew up, if you danced to Jesus, you would have got excommunicated. You, so, uh, and, then, and then fly to Jesus. Well, good morning, one and all. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for being here in person. Thank you for those who are joining us online. We have guests here today. Thank you for coming and being with us and driving down. We think the distance down here is worth the difference when you get here. Amen. And thank you. Thank you for coming. Last week, we talked about how to keep your head up when life has got you down. Now, this week, I'm going to talk about when you experience a power failure. I had not planned to preach these two messages, but in the light of what all is going on with COVID-19 and all the fears and the discouragement that comes with this new surge, and we've all got friends now that are really sick with it, and then all of the mess, the mess in Afghanistan and the death of our sweet, sweet military guys and gals. And uh, I, I thought we probably needed a word of encouragement from the Lord. Amen. A word about how even in these new crises, and we've been in a crisis mode since March of 2019. And so in the event of all of this, I think we just need to be reminded, I have to remind myself again and again, the words of that old hymn, that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. Amen. My text today is recorded in John the 15th chapter. I have two texts. One's in John the 15th chapter and the second one is in Ephesians the 5th chapter. This is the words of Jesus. I am the vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, remember, remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. And those who remains in the one who remains in me, and I in him, produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. You can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciple. 
Now over to Ephesians, Ephesians the fifth chapter. And let me begin with verse 15. Ephesians 5, 15. Pay, pay careful attention then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. But be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your hearts to the Lord. Give thanks always for every, everything to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. I want to pull out of that the phrase, but be filled by the Spirit. Will you pray with me? Father, you are the everlasting God, as we have sang about this morning. You alone give power to the weak and strength to those who have none. And Lord, you tell us that those who wait on you will renew their strength. And we are before you today with outstretched arms and hearts and nothing to offer you but our trust in you. And Father, this new surge of COVID-19, this mess in Afghanistan, the death of those precious, precious troops, the danger our troops are in, the loss of so many lives in Haiti, and now the threat of the hurricane hitting New Orleans and Mississippi and Alabama. And all of that, Father, just drains us at times. And we pray for your divine intervention. Teach us today that you are our strength. Help us to learn today that it's not by might nor power, but by your spirit that is the source of our everyday life. Now, Father, I pray that you pour through me the gift of preaching. Take these human words and use them to speak to us today. Give each of us here just the message you want us to hear. Because we pray to you in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. I was seven years into my ministry when I experienced a major power failure. For seven years, my ego kept telling me that you are confident, you have a college degree, you are strong, you're ready to help save the world, you have some skills. And for seven years, I believed it, but I was failing miserably. I come to the point where I had no spiritual power left. I had experienced and was experiencing a major power failure. I was ready to leave the ministry and become an undertaker. See, an undertaker fixes a body up, they look good, and they don't talk back. Church people talk back. And I was ready to leave and become an undertaker. I went to Ben Lippin Conference in Nashville, North Carolina to hear my favorite preacher preach. I think we've got a picture of him. Uh, to hear my favorite preacher preach, Dr. Stephen Olford. I went there 
to hear Dr. Olford. I had listened to him on the radio. There's Dr. Olford. I had listened to him on the radio many times, and he was the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in New York City. Matter of fact, he died on this day in 2004. In his autobiography, Billy Graham said this about Dr. Olford. Dr. Olford was the man who most influenced my ministry. Now that's high praise. That's high praise. Dr. Olford was a Brit. He was about five foot eight inches tall. But in the pulpit he became a giant. And man could he preach. He was a preacher's preacher. Chuck Swindoll, who is no slouch in the pulpit himself. Chuck Swindoll said, when you hear Stephen Olford preach, you want to go into your study, lock the door, lay down on the floor, assume the fetal position, and suck on your thumb. <laughs> Dr. Olford taught me something that no one had ever taught me, the daily filling of the Holy Spirit. He took his text from Ephesians 5.18, Be filled with the Spirit. And he taught me to be filled with the Spirit was a command and every day that we must ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next day we ask that again to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next day to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he taught me why I was having a power failure. Because I was not relying on the power of the Holy Spirit day by day. And I was certainly looking for power. Dr. Olford quoted the text that I read for you. Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. Oh, Jesus, I can do something. No, 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 no. You can do nothing without me. And Dr. Olford said something that has become the mantra of my life. And it's a little phrase that just clicked for me and just said it all. You said, I can't. You can. You never said I could. You said you always would. Now think through this. I can't. You can. You never said I could. You said you always would. I can't. You can. You never said I could. What did Jesus say? Without me you can do Nothing. You said you always would. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Dr. Olford challenged me that the power came when I made Jesus Christ my Lord. He challenged me that the source of the Spirit, the power I needed for not only my daily living but for my ministry, was the Lord himself in his Holy Spirit. And he challenged me, something that no one had ever done before, to ask the Lord to fill me every day with his Spirit, to ripen in me the fruit of the Spirit every day, and stop depending upon my personality, my gifts, and depend totally on the power of the Spirit through me, and to stay connected to that power by getting into the Word every day and having a daily disciplined time where you're in the Word and you pray. Now, folks, after sitting under Dr. Olford's preaching for a week, 
you will either repent or resign. And I decided to repent. We went over the mountain from Asheville, North Carolina. My home is just over the mountain uh, to visit my folks. I borrowed the key to the little home church that I grew up in. And in a little room off the vestibule of my home church, on my face before the Lord, I repented. I repented and asked the Lord if he would be the Lord of my life, the Lord of my ministry. I would dedicate my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I would stay connected to the power source every day. And I would get in the word every day. And I would be in prayer every day. And I would never rely upon my power again to accomplish what the Lord wanted me to do. I can't. You can. You never said I could. You always said you would. Now that truth saved my ministry. I would not be here today if it weren't for that truth. I, it saved my ministry. It made all the difference in the world. Folks, I had no idea what was expected of me or what was going to happen to me when I came to First Church in, in, in Florence. I had no idea what was ahead of me. And I would have never been able to accomplish or to do what happened in those years without the source of power, not myself, but him. And I learned then to charge my spiritual battery by keeping connected to the source of power. Now what do you do when you experience a power failure. What do you do? 1 Corinthians 4.20, look at it. The kingdom of God is not just fancy talk. It is living by God's power. God is an empowering God who offers to share his power with his children. And the results is we can find peace when we're panicking. Endurance when we are empty. And courage when we are cowardly. Second Timothy 1. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline. What an outrageous claim for an outrageous God. God knew that we would need power to live day to day, let alone the crisis that we have been going through since March of 2019. So God says, I am El Shaddai, your all-powerful God. Psalm 68, God is awesome. His great power and strength to his people. He is, gives great power and strength to his Praise the Lord. Now, we can count on God's power for several things. We can count on God's power when we are tired. We're just tired. I don't have to ask you if you're tired. I can see the look on your faces. Some of you just barely made it in here. Pop down. I am tired. I love what Winston Churchill said. Winston Churchill said the world is run by tired people. God makes a promise to tired people. It's over in Isaiah the 40th chapter. He says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. The word is trust. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. We need to memorize that verse. You need to put it on your mirror when you're combing your hair. Well, some of you comb your hair. Uh, 
or whenever you're shaving or brushing your teeth, put it on the mirror and remind yourself every day. But those who trust in the Lord will find new <clears throat> strength. Now, I think all of us would like to tap into that kind of power. And it's available. God's power is available for us when we are just tired. And God's power is available when we have nothing to offer. When we have nothing to, I had nothing to offer the ministry, our New Hope Christian Church where I was serving. I was spiritually and emotionally drained. And I'd done it to myself. And I needed God's power. So where do you go for God's power? Maybe you think the same thing about your marriage. I just have nothing left to give. Or it may be one of your children. I just don't know what to do for that child. I have tried and tried and tried, but I, I just don't have anything left to give to that child. I received a tweet. I don't tweet anymore, but I received a tweet a long time ago from a mother who said, I have come to realize being a parent is the hardest when you want to be a parent and you can't. Woo. Can any parent identify with that? Or maybe it's your job. It's just I'm in over my head. God will give power when we feel like we are totally inadequate. Last week we talked about the Apostle Paul's physical problems. Three times he asked God to remove that physical problem, that thorn in the flesh. And three times God said to him this, My power shows up best in weak people. See, God makes a promise when we feel inadequate, when we feel like we have nothing to offer, God invades us and will invade us with his power. And we wonder, how in the world are we putting one foot above the, in front of the other one? So we can count on God's power when we're just tired, physically tired. When we have nothing left to offer, we can count on God's power when we are in pain. Now, some of you in this room know what real pain is. Some of us come from messed up families and the relationships and the dynamics are just absolutely terrible. Maybe some of us live with hateful people and we don't want to go back there anymore. That's pain. That's pain. Two women, <laughs> two women were admiring each other's jewelry. One said to the other, she said, man, that is the biggest diamond I have ever seen. And her friend said, yes, it's the famous Davis diamond, but it comes with a curse. And her friend said, well, what curse would come with a diamond? And she said, Mr. Davis. <laughs> there is a lot of physical pain in this room. Some of you have fight physical pain every day. You go to bed with it and you wake up with it in the morning and you're just tired of it. Some of you don't like your job and you can't do anything about it. And you will go to work tomorrow, not happy but gloomy because those people at that place make unreasonable demands and impossible deadlines and it just keeps grinding you down and down and down. And some of you in this room lost loved one. We have folks here I buried wife of 53 years and a mother just a Thursday and Friday. They're here and they know acutely this morning what I am talking about. 
grief, grief, grief. My grandmother has been dead for 30 years now. I grieve as much for her now as I did whenever she died. Grief, it's overwhelming, and it's absolutely smothering. Maybe some are facing the reality of emotional condition that you just can't be fixed. A friendship is fractured. Maybe it's the constant stress of finances. It just never lets up. And their parents and grandparents who are broken by the pain of watching their children and their grandchildren make self-destructing decisions and it's too painful to watch. And the sad thing is, as my friend Tommy Baker says, all you can do is stand on the sidelines and cheer. And some of you are suffering from the infirmity of getting old. Getting old is not fun. Billy Graham said, old age is not for sissies. And it is not. It's, old age is called the golden years. In seminary, I learned a Greek word for that, hogwash. <laughs> hogwash. It's expensive to be old. And the only gold about it is the gold I have to pay to two or three doctors to keep me going. Remember Andy Rooney, that old crusty guy on 60 Minutes? Remember Andy Rooney? He said, he said boy, if you're my age, you can identify with this. He said, wait a minute. He said, I have learned that life is like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. Amen and amen. Can I get a witness? Can I get it? There you go. There you go. There you go. So where do we go with all this pain? Proverbs 41.3 says, The Lord nurses them when they are sick and eases their pain. See, God doesn't just pacify our pain. He gives us access to a power that helps to endure the pain and ease the pain. We can count on God's pain, when, or God's strength when we are tired, just physically worn out. When we have nothing else to offer, he's the only place to go. When we are in pain and when we are tempted. When we, we can count on God's power when we are tempted. One of the reasons that we have so much pain in our lives is because we have not tapped into the power to say no to temptation. The Apostle Paul experienced the same thing. Look what he said. I often find that I have the will to do good. Amen? But not the power. You been there? Of course. You can relate to that. See, the temptation is out there. Have you seen the bumper sticker that says, lead me not into temptation. I'm perfectly capable of finding it on my own. (laughs) Amen. C.S. Lewis said, A silly idea is current that good people do not know what temptation means. This is an obvious lie. Only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is. Now, you are sitting there smugly thinking, I'm not tempted. You would be what we call dead or a liar. The only people in Bellevue who are not tempted are up the road in our cemetery. 
When we are tempted, God gives us the power to say no. Say it with me. No. Now, some of you are not having too much fun with that. Say it again. No. There you go. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, Every temptation that has come your way is the kind that is normal to all people. But God keeps His promise, and He will not allow you to be tempted beyond the power to resist it. Did you know that was in the Bible? At the time you are tempted, He will give you strength to endure it, so provide you a way out. The promise is this. He'll give you strength to endure it. There's always a way out. My problem is, do I always take the way out? Now, if you're experiencing a power failure like I did, how do you turn the power back on? How do you turn it back on? First of all, admit that I am weak. Admit I am weak. I can't. You can Folks, I fell greatly, and in my failure, I learned the hard way what the prophet said, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. Remember that old hymn that says, The arm of flesh will fail you, you dare not trust your own. And on that mountain in North Carolina, I came to realize how weak I was. I could not dodge it. I could not deny it. I had to get down on my knees and confess it. And the longer we stubbornly resist the obvious that we are ultimately powerless by ourselves, the deeper we are going to sink into the mire. After all, we cannot reach out and cling to the power of Jesus and his strength while we're clinging to our self-sufficiency. That was my problem. I was hanging on to what I could do, my self-sufficiency. I like what Olin Housby said in his book on prayer. Nothing so feathers our prayer life as the feeling of our own helplessness. It is only when we are helpless that we really begin to open our hearts to God. So admit, I am weak. Jesus, you said it. Without me, I can do nothing. I, I can't. You can. You never said I could. You always said you would. Connect to the source of power. When you're running low, connect to the source of power. Now let me teach you a profound truth. Everything works better when it's plugged in. Isn't that profound? Everything works better when it's plugged in. We work best when we're plugged into the source of power, Jesus. Everything works better when it's plugged. You got a, one of those elaborate coffee makers? It's not going to work unless you plug it in. It's not going to happen. I, I don't care if it's a designer coffee maker. They don't call them pots anymore. It's a coffee maker that you get at Macy's or you bought it at Goodwill. And I don't care if that little coffee maker grew up in the church kitchen. It's not going to work unless it's plugged into the power source and neither are we. You know why I didn't have power? I had unplugged myself from 
God's power by wrong choices, by living on my own agenda, my own strength, and I arrogantly had, I was so arrogant that I expected God to bless what I was doing. Think about it. It wouldn't make any sense if God supernaturally renewed our strength to pursue a lifestyle or an agenda outside of His will. God's not going to do that. See, Jesus understood this connection principle. And the word picture he uses to describe it is a vine. He said, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do, here's the word again, nothing, nothing. See, life works best when we are connected to Jesus. Some of you are thinking, well, oh, it's awfully hard, LD, to get plugged into a relationship with God. No, no, no. It's not hard. The Bible says he stands at the door and he knocks. And if you open the door, he will come in. And he's standing right there knocking on your door. I'll tell you what's the hard part. After you open the door and let him in, the Christian life then becomes the hard part. Staying connected is the hard part. It takes discipline. It takes willpower. It takes courage. It takes self-discipline to stay connected to the power. Oh, we can drift, 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 and lose the power. No, staying connected. Staying connected is the difficult part. Now, if you're a Christian and you find you have unplugged yourself from the power, let me, let me encourage you to do what it takes. How do you begin? Make a commitment to the Lord that you're going to be in His book every day and you're going to talk to Him every day. And every day you're going to ask Him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. You don't want to operate this day on your own spirit to ripen in you that day the fruit of the Spirit. There's a little prayer that I learned from John Stott that I said on the side of my bed and pray in the morning. Father, I worship you because you are Creator. And sovereign over all you created. I worship you Lord Jesus today. Because you're the Lamb of God. That takes away my sins. I praise you Holy Spirit. Because you are the sustainer of God's people. Father help me today to please you more and more. Lord Jesus help me to pick up my cross. And follow you. Holy Spirit ripen in me today. The fruit of the Spirit. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I can't pull those off by myself. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I praise you. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. Folks, this is why this is what Bellevue exists, why we exist. You come in here, your battery's running low, and what do we do? We put the cables on you, and we... Charge your battery with prayer and this good music. I don't know of another church in Boone County that has the variety of good music that we do. Scripture, sermon, and the warm fellowship of being here with brothers and sisters in Christ. How do you turn the power back on? 
admit, I am weak. I can't. I can't. You can. Connect to the source of power. You can. You never said I could. And trust God in his power and it will show up. You always said you would. See, God wants us to take action before he supplies the power. And when we walk down the road toward obedience, even when we don't feel like we're empowered, but we are walking in obedience, then we are demonstrating faith. See, when we do the possible, God will do the impossible. Now, there's one main condition of getting the power. You can't get the power without the person. <laughs> the person of Jesus Christ. No power without the person. That's where it begins. So this morning, if you've never opened your life to Jesus and you're ready to do that, come down when we offer the invitation and we will help you make your confession that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life. Now, if you're already a Christian, already a Christian, imagine what you might become if you lean on God's power instead of your own. Just imagine. Just imagine. And learn to live by this principle. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how intelligent you are. I don't care how good looking you are. I don't care all the gifts that you've got. You need to learn this principle as I did. I can't. I can't. You can. You never said I could. And you said you always would. That's it. That's it. That's what you do when you have a power failure. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we don't have to live powerless lives. We thank you we can live a life infused with your supernatural, divine, and unlimited power. And that you would think and care enough about us to give us such power is just humbling. And I pray that we will go away different because of the decisions we have made today, because we have admitted our weakness and we got connected to you and we choose to trust you, knowing that when we trust you, the power will show up. We thank you that you will live up to your promises and keep your promises. We pray to this to you in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. I'm going to give you an opportunity today to connect to the source of power, and that's Jesus Christ. If you've never accepted him as your Lord and your Savior, Bellevue is here to help you, encourage you, and love you into making that decision. So this morning as we sing, if you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, can I plead with you to do that? We offer you also an invitation if you want to become a member of this church. We would love to have you. If you need to obey Christ in baptism, we would love to help you to do that. If we can pray for you. If you linger here, we'll be glad to pray for you and what's going on in your life. I'll be down front.
you come forward and we'll help you make those decisions. Let's stand and sing.